ignition sequence start. Three, two, one. Lock and load. It's time for the gun rack with your hosts, Joey and Drew. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gun Rack's North Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey, and with me we have one Drew Poplin. Sure do. Drew of the dark, dark, dark brown, almost black hair. And the flannel over the hoodie today. Is it that cold in Nashville right now? I thought we were in the middle of a heat wave. It's not too bad, but my wife always likes the apartment really cold. And I prefer the apartment colder than warmer, per se. So, But things have been interesting where I'm at. The city of Asheville had a pipe, like a main water line pipe, bust like a day or two ago. So water has actually been not much of a thing. The little bit we get in, we've had to boil. Wow. Nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Do they know when that's going to get fixed? No idea. No idea. So Wow. I've been trying not to go out to places if I can because, you know, because we haven't had water. I can't take a shower. I yeah. Can water to that would explain the hoodie covering the stench under, yeah. under the flannel. Kind of a <laughs> insulation. I had a friend because obviously we're recording this now post one of the nastier cold snaps I have seen in all my times living in the southeast. In the area that I'm at, at one point it hit eight degrees, which is the coldest I can remember this area getting in at least five years, probably significantly more than that. And then it liked to do this thing where it would pop up into the low 40s or upper 30s and pour rain and then dip back down. Yeah, It was miserable for days. I had a friend reach out to me on Christmas. And a little bit before this, he had ordered, he had to replace his dishwasher. It broke. He was like, that sucks. But he had a home warranty. So he paid a deductible from his home warranty and got a new one. Or was waiting for reimbursement from a new one. It hadn't come in yet. He texted me on Christmas Day and said, my pipes have burst and my HVAC system has died. No. Um, Yeah, everything in his house just decided to up and quit on him. And he's supposed to be out of town this weekend. Hopefully he'll get to go. But I know loads of people struggled enormously throughout this past holiday weekend with power outages and cold snaps and rolling blackouts because uh, certain energy companies with uh, legal monopolies (laughs) in certain southeastern states uh, can't be bothered to put in sufficient infrastructure to keep homes uh, warm during winter. That's pretty rough, but it's few people have it worse than burst pipes and HVAC. I say that I know people literally lost their lives up in Buffalo. I should I'll modify that to the southeast. Um, yes, pretty brutal winter weather all across the country. So we hope wherever you're listening that you are safe. And uh, this uh, this little heat wave, I say that in air quotes, is helping thaw things out for you, uh, helping to melt some of that snow away if that's relevant, and uh, helping you just have a second to do your laundry 
all of your warm clothes if you're in the south where it's in snow. <laughs> I don't know about you. This little yeah. period between Christmas and New Year's is always this weird time. Because yeah. you know you have like another thing to celebrate within a week of having yeah. like a big thing. So it's it's always this weird in between like uh yeah, but those are like usually some of the best work weeks though, because people are just sort of like, well, you know, what you know, we don't really need to meet whatever stuff like that. So yeah. Speaking of Christmas, Joey, you know, we talked about the true meaning of Christmas last week, and that's getting gifts. What was your favorite gift you got this year? Um, I got some pretty solid ones. It was something of a leaner Christmas for us than normal, but the um my wife got me a projector that you can use. I mean, you could use it inside if you wanted, but the idea we've got, my wife and I have about two and a half acres and um, we're going to put the screen up somewhere in the middle of the outdoors and just have it figure out the internet situation to get things to stream and all that. But the idea is we'll have a giant outdoor uh, capability to host football games and that kind of thing. Oh, that's so really cool. So pretty happy with that one. You should put it up on the barn. That's kind of what I was thinking, actually. Even if we stuck it on the back of the barn, perfect screen. Mm-hmm. What oh. about you? So my favorite Christmas gift, it was also a pretty slim Christmas for like me and my family and everything, especially with the wedding last month. So sort of like, well, you know, we spent all of our money on that. But I'm a little ticked off because me and my wife said we were not going to get gifts for each other this year. And what does she do? She gets me a gift. She gets you a gift. Yeah. Yep. Bless her heart. And um, she got me a bread maker, which I've been wanting for a while. I think that's a hobby that maybe you don't even know that I have, but it's you know occasionally just baking some homemade bread. I'm not really good at it, so I'm glad we have the bread maker. Heck yeah! Uh, and it can it can do stuff like French bread, kacha, artisan rolls. I imagine it could probably do some pumpernickel. So you know I'm going to be getting those steakhouse rolls, you know, for Gotta us do it. next time we have a get together. But oddly enough, yeah, I'd say that was probably my favorite gift this year did you do the same did you sneak a gift despite or were you just shown up i'm a man of principle oh when no. i say something that you know when i make an agreement with someone i try to follow it wow you just got you just got i, I don't even know what to call it you you got torched dude man you've I, been had a month into my marriage and i'm already making a fool of myself yeah, I wasn't going to say anything, but you, you are correct, emphatically so. Yeah, so we got that going on. <laughs> That's fun. I'm trying to remember. We were talking just before the podcast went up, and I can't remember what we were saying. Did it have to go with? Oh, Waffle House. We were talking about Waffle House, and Drew was complaining because his brand new bride uh, won't go with him to Waffle House. And... In fairness, she is right and Drew is wrong because Drew does not have his concealed carry permit yet. Um, but my favorite story about Waffle House came in high school. Me and my friend were driving down to Florida and back spring break, junior year of high school. 
and we stopped at a waffle house on the way back and while we're sitting there eating someone comes in the door and says hey uh i can't remember that it was my car was stolen or my car was broken into but do you guys have a security camera that we can send we can give footage of to the police and the waitress said honey if we had security cameras here none of us would be employed anymore <laughs> and that's pretty sweet <laughs> i thought that's the correct answer if you work at a waffle what do you expect that should that should be their slogan waffle house what do you expect i love the opinion the food tastes better when you're afraid yes that's that's, that's true it's very life affirming yes. um I still love a Waffle House. I love a good Waffle House. Although American cheese and eggs is not something that should go together. That's a weird, that's spring for cheddar, dudes. Come on. 100% but I agree. The rest of it, there. absolutely love. Um, American, ugh. My wife loves that, but it's disgusting. Anyway, that's enough of that. We're going to go through some shout outs real quick. And uh, we're going to work through some Drew's clues. And we're going to look back at the year of 2022 and then look forward to the year ahead so what do we have for shout outs so uh we had someone comment i believe it was actually yesterday so got it right on time for this week's shout Heck out yeah. this was from Rhonda flemings johnson uh and she commented on our most recent interview with larry summons jr that was released yeah. last week said i'm truly grateful for the time to share this important information Learning from Larry and SDI has limited my fear of gun protection. Oh, very yeah. cool. So I'm um, glad you, that you were able to learn from SDI and learn from Larry. That's really, really awesome. And uh, thank you for listening to the show. Yeah. And this, you know, starts to to dip into political philosophy, philosophy stuff. So I won't, you know, go too hard into that. But I am a very firm believer in the idea that the more people know about firearms technology and firearms in general, the less afraid they will be uh, at the concept of, of uh, gun protection, as you put it, um, because the facts surrounding these issues speak for themselves. So I love that we were able to, uh, to help out with that. And I love that uh, Larry Summers Jr., was able to help out with that too i'm sure he's very happy to hear oh okay next the very last drew's clues of the year we started this out this year at the very beginning of the year and we're wrapping it up with an answer and a question because drew poplin is on the clues drew's clues what do we got so last week our answer was the 1874 sharps rifle now this week Designed by John Browning, this European-manufactured semi-automatic pistol was in production from 1910 to 1983. It used a novel operating spring locations surrounding the barrel, and, as your last clue, it can be credited as the gun that started World War I. What firearm am I talking about? Ooh. What do you think? If you think you know. Get in touch with us at marketing at sdi.edu. Put the gun rack in the subject line so we know who you're talking to. 
and uh, we always monitor that. Uh, if we get back to you a little bit later than usual, it's because it's two consecutive holiday weekends in a row. But for those of you who have some time this weekend, want to send that in, you can. Also, whenever we upload this to YouTube, feel free to put that in the comment section. We do monitor there as well. So before we get into our kind of retrospective of 2022, let's talk a little bit about Norn Desert Institute. Drew, what do we know about this wonderful, wonderful school? Well, Sonoran Desert Institute, otherwise known as SDI, is an online school that helps students learn the skills and techniques they'll need to be successful in the firearms and unmanned technology industries. SDI is accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission. Maybe the first time I haven't flubbed that. So, progress. Yeah, uh, I'm impressed. <laughs> Currently, we offer two programs in the firearms technology arena. We have the Associate of Science in Firearms Technology and the Certificate of Firearms Technology Gunsmithing. If either of these interest you, please, I encourage you, go to sdi.edu. And once you get there, head over to the School of Firearms Technology page. There you can learn more about these programs and how they can help you beef up your firearms knowledge. And as always, feel free, reach out to us, to our missions team. Usually they have a little blurb that pops up where you can have a real-time talk with someone. They'd love to talk to you and tell you more about these programs we offer. So again, head over to sdi.edu for more information. Now let's uh, continue the show. Very good. Very good. Let's get into some of our favorite memories from 2022. Uh, we're going to talk about favorite guns from 2022 and maybe even a favorite moment or two. This was a pretty good year for firearms technology. There's some stuff that rolled out and stuff that kind of hit the mainstream this year. That was pretty exciting. Drew, what are some of your favorites? So the first one I want to mention was a firearm that uh, yeah, I got to shoot a little bit at the gathering. That's Palmetto State Armory's The Gathering, and it's actually Palmetto State's firearm. It's the PSA Rock 5.7. Um, it was my first time ever firing 5.7 before, so to be honest, I kind of wasn't sure what I was going to get into. But honestly, for the whole gathering, it was probably the gun I shot the best with. Joey could actually vouch for that because... <laughs> it's uh, true. Yeah, it was there. Yeah, which isn't saying much, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it was super comfortable in my hand. I shot well with it. You know, it's not the prettiest firearm in the world. It's sort of like a Glock. It you know, it's not necessarily meant to be like, ooh, look at that. And to be honest, I'm still not sold fully on purchasing a firearm that shoots in five seven yet, especially because I still need to get my concealed carry. Yeah, yeah I think I probably. I probably would stick with the nine millimeter, but that doesn't diminish its grade for me. It was still a highlight for me this year, and uh, it's still something on my radar. Nice. Very, very nice. Excellent. So we've got the PSA Rock 5.7. I'll give one of my own. I also shot that, by the way, and did enjoy it. The 5.7 is such a strange cartridge to me. It is hot, 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 but I know they are enjoying uh, some pretty solid sales numbers with it. And uh, PSAs, stuff that they keep rolling out, I just am a fan of mm -hmm. the way they're 
impacting our market with with affordable firearms. So uh, PSA is kind of buddy buddy with SDI, um, at least before I left. Um, there were uh, quite a lot of things we did with them. So just so you guys know, there's a little bit of a prior relationship there. But Drew and I are not privy to most of that. Uh, our experiences firsthand with them. Super nice guys that we met, and the uh, the rock was very enjoyable. So got that going on, and that's always great. Um, okay, I'll add one of my own. Uh, the FN High Power came back. Guns.com noted that uh, FN left that uh, model in 2017, uh, but they came back in 2022. They have flush fit 17 point, uh, 17 point, 17 plus one magazines uh they can run hollow points ambidextrous controls and uh, are available in a couple different finishes but if you're buying a high power you probably should just be getting the black finish but that's just my take i have seen a few reviews of these and i did see some inconsistencies with reliability knowing fn as a company they've probably been fixed by now, but I want to put that caveat on there. And the high power is just a superb firearm, has been for a long time, and not just because it's in the usual suspects. It is one of the first really solid capacity, really solid shooters that stuck around in nine millimeters specifically. A really cool firearm. It is on my bucket list get my hands on one. There were lots of companies that make knockoffs. And uh, most of those knockoffs actually have a pretty good rep. So one of these days, I'll get my hands on one. And I'm very glad to see FN hop back into the market with that. Nice. Nice. Out of curiosity, what's the price point on that? Price point is... Ooh, I don't remember. You do your next one. I'll, I'll check. Cool. Uh, so probably my personal favorite from... 2022 as far as firearms go was the springfield helion uh which was another firearm that we got to fire at the gathering i want to say it was on the last day that we were there so like because their booth was filled up pretty much every other day that we were there so we had to wait till the last day when people were barely trickling in to finally head over to the springfield tent and i can see why i can see why the helion i'd you know, I don't care that it's really just a modded version of the VHS-2. And I'm not normally a fan of the bullpup style. The times before where I've tried to fire one, it's just been awkward for me. Like, I kind of, it hasn't clicked for me like it has for a lot of people. But the Helion, it just, something about the ergonomics, it just clicked for me for whatever reason. It was fun to shoot. So if I ever consider buying a bullpup, which... Because the Helion seems like there's an increasing chance I might one day. This would probably be my first choice. Um, and if you want to know more about it, uh, only on Noir has a pretty good video on the matter. And he sums up a lot of the views I had when I shot it. But he does it in a way that's a lot more eloquent and better than I could. Um, yeah, I just wish it wasn't so expensive. Speaking of expensive yeah, firearms... Did you get the uh, MSRP? I sure did, and you're exactly correct. The FN High Power MSRP starts at $1,269, which is ludicrous oh. dollars for that. Yeah, 
So FN famously makes pretty cool products, um, but maybe we wait on that until the prices go down a little bit. They'll probably stay high, but I bet they come down a little bit over the years. Cool. So there's the high power. Next one is a little bit of a hipster move, but I love it. Uh, Lionheart has made its way back to the front pages again. Uh, The Lionheart Regulus 9mm handgun features the double action plus trigger, which is sometimes known as the triple action trigger. They used to, I believe they were called the LH1 and LH2. They were one of those. When they were out, I was like, I have no, there's no acceptable reason for me to get this firearm, but, but man, I want one. It is, for those of you that are familiar with the Daiwu DP-51, is it the DP-51 or DP-52? Yeah, DP-51. Um, it is a, so the, the trigger, I'm just going to use guns.com's description, but as guns.com puts it, uh, the trigger has three different settings. It's got a more standard, long, double-action trigger, the hammer-fired handgun, obviously. And then a lighter single action trigger when the hammer is cocked, think CZ75. The double action plus comes into play when you manually drop the hammer and set the trigger into a light, long, secondary double action pull. It's designed to improve first shot accuracy while still using a double action trigger. Green lines will appear below the hammer to indicate that you have set the pistol in double action plus mode. So think of it as half cocked on your CZ, but a little smoother still. I think it's a really cool idea. The Lionheart is a very aesthetically pleasing brand. Yes. Pretty much all their stuff. It's really... Oh, are you looking at it? Um, yeah, yeah, that hammer is sick on that. It, it's gorgeous. Um, capacity is 18 plus 1 standard with the, the Regulus Combat. The uh, there's an alpha beta in combat, uh, G10 grips, all sorts of different options. This is very high on my want list. Um, MSRP 999. Check on night sites for an extra hundred bucks. In my humble opinion, that should probably just be standard. And go ahead and increase the price, but that's just me. Uh, combat model comes in at 11.49. This is not a concealed carry firearm per se, but it's it's about the coolest duty firearm I could think of. Aha, duty, of course. But um, <laughs> yeah, really cool handgun. And uh, it's good to see Lionheart is one of those brands that I just salivated over for a long time. And then they kind of disappeared and disappear. But they, they fell from the household name here. And it uh, looks like they're starting to make their clit, uh, gambit back. And uh, I'm happy to see that. Happy to see that for sure. So very excited about that opportunity. And I'm really hoping they put out another compact out there somewhere. In fact, I'm going to look that up. If you hear clicking and tapping in the background, that's me uh, learning more about this as we're sitting here. Let's uh, look at things we're looking forward to. And as you do that, I want to see if I can find just a little bit more about this line heart. Uh, Sure. No, good pick, though. Good pick. I'll forgive you for being a hipster and going with Lionheart. So, 
before we do looking forward to 2023, and you kind of alluded to this before we spoke, but I kind of want to talk about what my favorite um, moments on the show was for me this year. And probably my favorite episode that we did, um, I'm really torn, honestly, because I'd either say it was the firearms draft, just because it was something new. We'd never done it before, and it was uh, ended up being a lot of fun, and you guys seem to enjoy it, too. So excited to do that again, hopefully, in the April of this year. And then secondly, uh, or I guess tied for first, would probably be our 100th episode. That was such a big project and uh, a lot of moving parts, but I loved having so many guests on the show, and that was just one that was a lot of fun. It was really cool for me, who's relatively new on the show, to see just sort of how far it's come. And the fact that we still get to do this at all is, it's a blessing and it's amazing. So much fun. I love doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think at this point in the last podcast of the year, I don't remember if you were there for the literal first podcast of this year, if it wasn't the very first one, it was the second or third one. Uh, you were on pretty quick. So I feel like at the end of this year, you have the right to no longer say that you are a newbie here. <laughs> I feel like you've graduated into, I know what I'm about, son, uh, territory. So think about it. You can claim rookiedom for longer if you wish, but I feel like you, you've grown up. You've grown up on all of us. Appreciate it, man. To look back, I got to agree with the firearms draft. I think that was the best one. Uh, that might be the best episode we've ever put out. It was a lot of fun. Being able to talk about my experience with Arconda Tactical was fun, although my audio quality in that episode is not good. It's worth listening to, though. The info is, is a lot of fun, and uh, nothing makes me happier than being able to take classes to share with you guys. For those of you who do not have the time or the finances to do that just yet, strongly encourage you to do so down the line, but you get what I'm talking about. So firearms draft for condo tactical, really big ones. 100th episode was fun. Being able to talk with Jake Burton is always fun. Mm. Um, I think we did one with him this year, right? We did. Yeah, I think we had him on for the uh, 100th, if nothing else. Yes, that's what it was. I was like, I know I talked with I and then, uh, episode talk 90, with him every year. Yeah, April, beginning of April this year, we talked with Jake again. Episode 98, okay. Return of the Burden. Uh, there it is. The, um, the, if, that, if that doesn't speak to uh, the regard I hold him in, that I just assume that I both have talked to him and enjoyed that conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, but glad to be right in this case. The, uh, Jake's the best. So. Glad for all of those opportunities. I'd love, I'd love to have even more down the road, and uh, he's always down for that. And uh, so we'll be glad to have him back sometime in the pretty near future. Oh, I finished looking at the uh, the Lionheart products. They are just down to the Regulus, the LH. I thought it was the LH nine and LH nine C. I was wrong about that. It's the LH nine N and the LH nine C N. I might have said LH1 and LH2, but the point is what I just said is correct. LH9N, LH9CN, and both of them are discontinued. They're legacy products. I did find one online 
at gunbroker.com for I think it was eight hundred bucks plus you know whatever shipping and FML fees yada yada yada. But if you're interested, uh, one exists and uh, in the uh, upper household. Uh, money is a little tight at the moment, but seeing that there has never, I've never been more inclined to make an impulse firearms buy. <laughs> Look at that, that and gun broker, especially since they're discontinued. There's, you know, there was only one. Anywho, the, uh, if you've never checked out gunbroker.com, go hop on it. It's uh, interesting stuff. We should probably do a feature on them sometime. Things we're looking forward to this, this upcoming year. First off, I'm excited to cover SHOT Show. Um, we've done some stuff on SHOT Show reactively in the past. I want to be a lot more aggressive with it this year. Will this be the year I finally get to go? Probably not. But man, do I want to. The I now work for multiple entities that would lend themselves really well to my going. But it's all the way in Las Vegas, and I'm not in Las Vegas, so there's a logistical hurdle there. So I get to be the guy that would get an invite if he wanted it, but can't make it anyway, which is, is very frustrating. Oh. Um, but looking forward to covering Shot Show. Uh, we'll hit a range day at some point this year. Hopefully, we'll get to uh, share coverage with that. Uh, we covered a bunch of stuff at a range day recently, but. Only some of the videos made it out due to various and sundry technical stuff. Uh, if you've ever been to a range day, you know exactly what I am talking about. Things get forgotten. Things don't work like you hope they do, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm excited, even though I'm not full-time with SDI, I am looking forward to another year, hopefully another year, um, being able to write and podcast with you guys. It is extremely fulfilling, and I am very grateful that uh, Sonoran Desert Institute let me hang on, even when I went uh, to check out some, some other stuff in my career in different areas. I'll add one final thing. Sorry, this is kind of a uh, less of an ordered list than kind of a, a word vomit of, of things I generally <laughs> would like. Something I am looking forward to this year is I want to put a serious investment as I have the means to do so into training and not just firearms training. My first ACPR certification expired a long time ago. I want to get that back. Mm -hmm. um, I would like to take an unarmed self-defense course at some point, uh, some sort of non-lethal self-defense course. Um, continue to take firearms training. There is a place that advertises uh, church security training, which I think would be very interesting by itself. I think it's hmm. USCCA certified. And uh, they, I, you know, I went and looked it up and they didn't have any dates put out yet. So hopefully that will materialize in, in kind of a fun way. But I am a church goer, not really a you know, very much not an official SDI tape, but um, a lot of people, a lot of people that are in the concealed carry state of mind uh, which is very much my neck of the woods, are work in that space. And getting a better appreciation of, of something that a lot of people take for granted, whether it's first aid or taking care of your community, it is shocking how cheap and how minimal a time commitment those things are. So I'm going to make the decision. I'm not really a resolutions person. I'm going to make the decision now to in 
invest what time I can into making myself a little bit of a little bit more of a responsible citizen, both in the firearms world and in the world at large, and and just improve the world around me a little bit. Well, I feel like you and my wife have been conspiring together to just make me look awful. Because those are good. Yeah, dude. Those are good ones. Yeah. Like, I also got you a gift, so suck it. I didn't actually, so oh, you're safe. Well. You're safe. Yeah, for now. So for me, the only one that I have as far as things I'm looking forward to next year that is remotely similar to what you said was it be getting my concealed carry. And I've talked about it on this show plenty of times that, you know, I had the Thank wedding you. coming up. Yeah, dude. Since, well, I've been thinking about it since this time last year. And uh, I can build uh, my savings back up, finally get a bit more serious about firearms. I'm hoping to be a little bit more involved, you know, you know getting a concealed carry, uh, training with it more often, and kind of moving from the realm of passive hobbyist to a bit more active role in the firearms community. Yeah, I uh, feel that. Secondly, and I don't know if this is controversial, I don't know, but it's my opinion, and I'm co-host of the show, so... I get to express it. Yep. Not an official SDI pick. Full-grown stuff. So yeah. looking forward to the paint jobs on the Canic Signature Series. I've actually been looking and considering getting a Canic a lot more lately, uh, like a Canic TP9. I think it's the Elite that's more of the concealed-sized carry. But currently, they have two... METE SFT Miami handguns, uh, both sort of done in the Miami ice style, uh, with their sort of like the pink and the bright teal blue and the black and white. That's okay, but they have a white out that looks pretty dope. But I'm hoping they release more colors just because, even though I consider myself more of a traditionalist when it comes to firearms, like I, I like, I like wooden stocks and everything, but. I also like it when people have fun. I'm kind of cool with that. Uh, I think firearms, while it's a very serious thing, there's an element to where you should have fun with it. I mean, it is a Yeah, hobby. absolutely. And last but not least, I was trying to find products that were being announced for SHOT Show this year that we could look forward to. And I think I found one. What are you thinking? So... Joey, I don't know if you clicked on the link in the show notes, but this bad I didn't. Boy, so I don't know how to describe this. I don't even know how to get my hands on this, or even if I can. They say it's for police and SWAT, private safety, security groups, Border Patrol, Homeland Security, civilian personal protection. So there we go. That's me. I'm a civilian. Essentially, it is an ATV. That is like decked out in uh, ballistics protection, and it's just like heavy duty. Um, let me read from its website: light armored ATV kits with specific utility, a breakthrough in fast, mobile, transformable ballistic protection, a sturdy laser cut steel exoskeleton frame designed to ROP safety standards, is utilized as the base for ballistic armor panels. It can be installed in under an hour 
on a single rider ATV, has protection on all sides. And I just envision myself with this bad boy playing airsoft. That would be so fun. And just driving around with this and being, it's so cool. Uh, that is TC Burton. If you want to cool. see this I'm thing, it's the, it's the Light Dragoon or the LD1. Uh, and I think they're unveiling it at SHOT Show this year. But that is tcburton.com. Check it out if you just want to see something really, really cool. Not that I would ever be able to get it, but I like to dream. Sweet, folks. Just to put this note in here, uh, I am about to uh, leave. Unfortunately, I've got a meeting, but Drew's going to see us out with Tales from the Range and kind of our general closing. Thank you all for a wonderful year, and I cannot wait to talk to you in 2023. It doesn't even sound like a real year yet. May old acquaintance be forgot. <laughs> all right, so let's go get into some Tales from the Range. This one's coming from the High Road again. We haven't heard from them in a while. I actually had to go back to the early 2000s, the form they had. Um, and this is from user Old Stumpy. It says, I guess that the dumbest stunt that I ever witnessed was a guy with a Colt SAA who was shooting at the line of an outdoor range. They called a ceasefire to change targets, but he still had a partially loaded cylinder. Rather than saying anything, he just dropped the hammer on a loaded round with its thumb and set the revolver down on the bench. He then sauntered off to replace his targets. Fortunately, he and I were at the extreme right-hand end of shooting positions, and there was a side berm on the right. So I reached over and pivoted the barrel 45 degrees to the right without picking the revolver up. When he got back, I told him it, he should have unloaded the revolver after er, alerting the range officer. Of course, he could have cared less. Well, old Stumpy, appreciate what you're doing, keeping people safe. Let's go ahead uh, talk about SDI one more time. And we've talked about the courses that we offered through the School of Firearms Technology. But there is another avenue for beefing up your firearms knowledge with SDI. And that is through the SDI Training Center. Now, whether you're a business owner, future industry professional, or you're just passionate student of the craft, SDI's Training Center offers short, non-credit learning opportunities in targeted areas. Now, the Training Center, it's not accredited by the DEAC. Um, you don't get a license from the Arizona Board for Private Post-Secondary Education. However, we do have uh, an assessment at the end of these courses. Those who score 80% or higher will receive a certificate of completion from SDI for the chosen platform. Now, if you want more information about the Training Center, you can head over to www.sdi.edu slash training dash center, then another slash there at the end. Again, that is sdi.edu slash training hyphen center slash. Now, folks, thank you so much for an incredible 2022 I know speak for Joey and myself when we say that we are so excited for 2023 and that we wish you all the best going into this next year. And until next year, that is the gun rack. Have fun, stay safe out there, and we will see you at the range.
Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school accredited by the DEAC. It is headquartered at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. For more information about how you can craft your firearms future, visit sdi.edu.